My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. Britt here. We have another interesting interview ahead of us today. Creator of Rising Beyond Power Podcast, a licensed professional counselor who specializes in working with victims of narcissistic abuse, domestic violence and abuse. She is also a trained child and family therapist. There will be lots of great conversation with that alone. Some takeaways, some wins, maybe we'll go over some challenges. But everybody, please welcome Sybil Cumming. Thanks for jumping on today, Sybil. How, how's it going? Thanks, Brittany. I'm excited to be here. Things are going really well. Good, good. So before we really jump into the interview, do you mind just giving everyone a little bit of a background, you know, um, how you got to where you are today, a little bit about yourself so we can uh, really get to know you a little bit better? Yeah, so I am trained as um, technically a, a couples and family therapist, but I really wanted to specialize in working with kids. and. Right. Um, really in every arena that I found myself working. So I've worked in a hospital setting, I've worked at agency and in private practice, there was this dynamic that I initially couldn't put my finger on, which was domestic violence and narcissistic abuse in the home of the kids that I was working with. Okay. And so the more I got to know about that and the challenges and how it affects kids, I really started to specialize and learn more about working with survivors of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse. And kind of throughout my time, I run a small group practice in Colorado um, for mental health. Um, I realized there was a component that is missing for a lot of these survivors, and that's a sense of community. Okay. And mm -hmm. they're very isolated. That's one of the ways they get stuck in a relationship is isolation. So they are isolated from friends and family. They don't really have anyone to talk to that understands what they're going through. And so right. that community piece um, is missing from most mental health practices in general. So I started um, an online membership community for survivors. So they have a place to go where they're going to be heard and understood um, validated. They don't have to defend themselves because some of the stories that they have seem unreal. People that haven't experienced it, don't they understand. really don't understand. And it seems no. crazy. And so having a place where they can kind of heal together, um, and it's led by, um, everyone that is on the team is a trained therapist as well. So even though we're not providing therapy and it's a more coaching style. Um, right. we're all trained in this as well. And so, yeah, it's been, it's a new program. I'm really excited that it's, it's all coming together. That's so exciting. And yeah, just to have that community so they don't feel alone. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you're so right. They are isolated and everything like that. So this is, this is great what you're doing. Um, I really love the sounds of it. Yeah, it's been really exciting so far. And um, 
the response has been amazing. Amazing. So do you want to tell us about some of the wins so far uh, in regards to that? I know you just said the response has been great. Can you go a little deeper into that? Yeah. And so without going too deep into what survivors experience, but one of the main things they experience is called post-separation abuse. And so people really have this belief that once you leave an abusive relationship, you're safe. It's all done. There's no abuse. And especially if you share children, that is just not the case. You're going to be connected to these people forever. And so some of the biggest wins we have are really being able to support, um, the, the membership is for women. Although in my practice, I work with, um, all genders dealing with relationship abuse. This membership is specific for women. Um, but really helping them manage that communication with their abusive partner, um, because they are usually court ordered to have a relationship with their partner and communicate with them on a weekly basis. And so abuse usually continues there. So really helping them manage that, helping them manage, um, litigation. Um, right. I could go on to a whole, that's like three podcasts of that. Um, but helping them manage their anxiety around that, helping them with kind of getting, um, the safest outcomes for them and their children. Um, and so, yeah, we have a small group membership, which is kind of the higher, higher level of our membership. And, um, all these women are, you know, seemingly one step ahead of where people that don't have that kind of community support are within this. Right. Right. Interesting. That's, that all sounds great though. Just, you know, yeah, it's a lot. And the community, community alone is just what, what most people need to get through this. Right. To know yeah. That. So if they yeah. have a bad court date, they have a horrible, you know, that's, that's anxiety provoking all uh-huh. the time. And yet, if you're going to go in there and you're technically like fighting against your abuser, that's really scary and hard. And so having a place to go, like recently, just this past week, we had something called tea time with Sybil. And so it's just a time to connect. Um, it is okay. less therapeutic. It's just connection. I usually have an activity that we do or we talk about, and then we just connect together. And there was a woman who literally had court the next hour after that tea time. And so she was able to get the support she needed in that moment before she had to head off to court. And so that just her getting that support from other women, other people who get it was just really rewarding to see. And I know validating for everyone in there. Absolutely. Yeah. That was the support she needed just before going in there. Right. So yeah, that's great. So let's start talking about like, we, we all know that building a six figure or higher business, there comes with challenges, right? Also lots Mm -hmm. of wins, but definitely face some challenges along the way. What would you say that your biggest challenge has been so far when building? Yeah, and this is, this is a, there's lots of them. Absolutely. (laughs) There's lots of these challenges. Go on and on, right? (laughs) Right. So I have a six figure practice. And so the way that I built that practice doesn't translate into an online space the same way. So I built my other practice because by building connections, like actually going to coffee and lunch 
with right. people and therapists in the area. So they knew who to refer. So that marketing piece is really different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been challenging just personally, because I like to meet with people one-on-one that's kind of right. my, my thing, but, um, I think a greater challenge is based on the population I work with is that 98% of, um, victims of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse, there's financial abuse. And so right. they don't have the financial means to join a, a membership program. They just really don't have that. Um, and so that's really difficult in, um, you know, scaling that business is, is working with this population that doesn't have, not all of them, but a lot of them don't have the funds to do it. Right. Um, so that piece is, is, I know is going to be tricky and I've kind of figured it out within my private practice. Cause there's different means of doing that, like insurance and accepting right. Medicaid and things like that. But in this realm, it's, it's a little bit different. And Absolutely. then the other piece that really is specific to this population as well is a lot of people, you know, their focus is on engagement and how many people are reaching out and engaging with you on your posts, on your social. And for this population that could actually be unsafe for them to do that. Yeah, It right. might be unsafe for them to have, you know, in their Spotify or, or Apple or whatever it is to have the rising beyond podcast in their library right. because of safety of the abuse. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it is much more difficult. And then there's a huge aspect of shame of putting it out there that I am, you know, there's this like misconception of what a survivor of domestic violence looks like. And it's actually doesn't really fit that. Like what most people view as kind of like low income, a bunch of kids, low education, that that's actually not what survivors of domestic violence look like. It does not discriminate based on age, based on socioeconomics, anything. And so um, there's a really significant piece of shame that nobody knows what they're going through. And so them responding to an Instagram post or commenting on an Instagram post puts them out there and that they don't right. have that shame. So it's harder to gauge how you're landing with people because the level of engagement will be lower. It just will be. Right. Okay. Interesting that, yeah, like a lot so, of the times, yeah, a challenge <laughs> so like a lot that of is challenges. So, mm-hmm. And honestly, with this kind of practice and everything that you specialize in, like a lot of other entrepreneurs that we um, interview, they don't have those challenges, you know, all these challenges you're talking about. Yeah, like you, it, it's tough because of the safety and everything behind it. So this is, um, amazing what you're doing. Absolutely amazing what you're doing. Um, and you have tons of challenges on top of everything else with building a business. Right. So, um, good for you for pushing through and everything like that. But I wanted to just jump into a little bit of, uh, I know you said you just started your podcast. How long ago was that? I started, it has been not quite two months. Okay. And how many downloads? Just about, Oh, go ahead. No, no worries. Uh, I noticed that you had uh, posted, you got to 
and maybe more now 500 downloads yeah. a little while ago and you just you just started it really right so that's great congrats yeah. on that yeah thanks yeah I checked um just a bit ago and I was almost at 700 so wow. yeah I think we've been going for seven weeks seven weeks 700 perfect um so what intentional actions did you take when building when thinking about starting the podcast and actually getting, getting it going. Yeah, I, um, the purpose of the podcast is twofold. So one is to get more, get my name out there and let people know that I'm here and what I do. Um, but then the other piece really does speak to that financial abuse piece is that if they can't join the membership, they can't access services that are very specific to their needs. At least they can hear, information and they can be validated knowing that they're not alone. People out there get it and get some kind of strategies, tips and tricks on there that they don't have to pay for. Um, I, with regard to the logistics of getting this going, um, I've been told for years that I need to do a podcast. I can literally talk for days about anything, honestly, just keep talking. But the tech piece scared me. I okay, didn't yeah. want to, um, <laughs> right. Like I really am horrible at that stuff. And so that I is think what you're doing allowed amazing. me to procrastinate <laughs> yeah. putting, putting it out there. Right. Um, and then I have no attention to detail people that are lo- like surround me and love me. They know that I have some executive functioning concerns that I don't have an attention to detail. I'm a big picture person. So for me, mm-hmm. it really was putting the right people in place for that to happen. Am I ever going to learn to edit? No, no, because I am, I don't have that detail. Like that sounds fine. Send, right. Like I (laughs) publish. Um, and that's not how I wanted it. I wanted it to sound professional. I wanted it to sound good. So hiring someone to edit and do things like that is, um, kind of helped me with those logistical challenges that, that I faced. Perfect. So you still made it work. You just, so what you did was hire someone and just to do that kind of stuff. And then you took care of the rest. Yep. Yep. I am comfortable talking. I'm comfortable. Yeah. Kind of putting myself out there. Um, and it's a, you know, passion project for me. I really want to help as many people as possible. Right. And so this is another way to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. So how many episodes are you at with your podcast rising, um, rising above and beyond? Oh, are we frozen? Yeah. So the rising beyond podcast, uh, um, just, oh, there we go. Can you see me and hear me? I can see you now. I can see you. Um, but we're frozen, but if you can hear me, that's fine. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah. So the rising beyond podcast has, um, 11 episodes right now. Um, okay. in a couple of days, another one I'll drop. I'm trying to do, um, weekly podcasts so that, um, there's something that, you know, you can get each week and it can right. help build that, um, not just build that engagement, but also, right. um, it's, you know, it's almost like therapy. The goal is to go every week. And so having right. this one little thing each week 
that you can work on, that you can hear, that you can learn from to improve your situation is, is partly why I'm doing that. So. Awesome. Okay. I love it. I love the sounds of it. And, um, I was listening to your podcast earlier, one of the episodes, and I just, it's great what you're putting out there, the it's valuable insight, the, the, the relatable stories that the people that are going through the same thing can connect with. I, I absolutely believe that you're doing something that's really helping people and impacting lives. So I love it already. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so what is your biggest focus besides, I know we kind of went into a little bit of it, but do you want to go into a little bit of detail of your biggest focus with this podcast within like the next year? Yeah, I'm, you know what, I'm trying to figure some of that out right now. Um, kind of balancing, I think really the goal is to figure out that balance of Mm -hmm. me sharing kind of that clinical information, that specific information, Um, And then also sharing um, like survivor stories and hopeful stories, because um, if you are experiencing this, you know, the bad, right? You know, the doom and gloom. And so um, really being able to share like those hopeful stories that there is life after this and then balancing it with the, and how do you have life after this? is kind of that piece of what I'm, I'm looking for that way. And then, um, again, just kind of looking to increase, um, just awareness of the community that I'm building, increase awareness about how, um, kind of prevalent domestic violence is in our world. Um, like if anyone's talking about, they have like this high conflict divorce, that's actually most likely because it's abusive. So most divorces aren't high conflict. And so people don't realize how great, how many people are affected by this. So kind of just, again, giving, giving this resource to anyone who, who may need it. And then if they need further support um, to go to the membership. Right. They can join the membership and reach out, connect with you. I love it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I know that you mentioned a lot of your, uh, there are some times where you have people that you want to work with or, but they just financially can't afford you. Mm -hmm. Um, With that, how do you go about attracting, like attracting the clients that can afford you so that you can make money? Like, do you have a certain client acquisition? Like, how do you go about that? Yeah, it does. It is difficult. And so one thing, um, which is interesting. It's again, very specific to this population is the language, right? So like I mentioned before, um, people that are from a higher education background, higher socioeconomic background, oftentimes they are not going to, um, subscribe to the, um, title of like victim of domestic violence. Right. And so using the additional language of narcissistic abuse makes sense. And there's some like um, people that really dislike that term. There are people that, you know, really only focus on using the term domestic violence and things like that, because that is about like funding if you're a nonprofit and things like that. But using different language to meet people where they're at. So they may say that their relationships are toxic. 
mm-hmm. or they may be in a high conflict divorce okay. or they may experience narcissistic abuse, but they are not going to say that they are a victim of domestic violence. Right. They are all one and the same pretty much. And they're because of that huge misconception of what it looks like they're not even going to listen to that podcast. They're not going to read that article. They're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so shifting language is helpful. I think in general, um, there is, there are different avenues of marketing. So someone who is um, really struggling and they are not safe, they're not going to be looking at Instagram for domestic violence stuff. They're just not, they're going to maybe find out through a shelter or through an advocacy agency about, um, my practice or, you know, I, um, reach out to attorneys because they're all in court with their ex trying to keep their babies safe. And so it's like different types of marketing, um, different places to market, um, And again, a podcast is, and I actually don't know this. I could be completely lying right now because I don't know this, but my assumption is, is that podcasts are for a higher, um, SES crew than someone who's not. So even having a podcast will likely reach out to people that, um, I wouldn't meet through like the shelter system. So, right. Absolutely. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have thought of that either, you know, the language and everything Mm -hmm. like that. No, very interesting. Okay. So how would you go about monetizing your podcast? So at this point I haven't, I'm like, like got the podcast out there. Right, right, (laughs) right. Yay. Got it out there. Yeah. I totally understand. (laughs) You're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. Right. So there's definitely that just like, man, one, one step at a time, but I would, I would like to as well. And again, kind of starting to play with, um, the dynamic content and my, um, you know, like plugging different things for my email list and my freebies and things like that to start putting in people to my email marketing. Um, I think I would eventually like some sort of sponsorshipy type thing. I clearly need a little bit more, um, viewers and downloads for, for the things I'm thinking about, but it really would have to be specific. You would want to population. Right. Right. So it wouldn't just be a random, like, no insurance or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need to find the right people for this. Absolutely. Yeah. So so what is going to help my audience like what you know like even though maybe they all really like lipstick lipstick is not going to help my audience really no and so it's like finding those things that um like there are um co-parenting apps this is one that I am looking at but again need a little bit more um more more downloads more listeners subscribers and things but right um where it is something I highly recommend is that they have a co-parenting app so that the only time they're communicating with their ex-partner is on this app. And this app is court admissible information. Mm-hmm. So something like that makes sense. Um, whereas other things 
don't really make sense. No, I, I totally can understand that. The, this audience. Yeah. You got to make sure it's the right, right audience and right people and to go about attracting them properly. Right. And you're not alone. I yeah. think everybody struggles with that when they first start their podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, you're definitely not yeah. alone. Uh, so I guess we have a couple more minutes before we jump off this episode, but I just, I have a few more questions. One would be based on, based on where you are today, what would you have to change or what are some of the challenges that you might face if you wanted to double your profit and revenue by the end of the year? It can be with the podcast. Yeah. What, what would you say you would have to change or what would be the new challenges that come along? Yeah, I think one would be um, like increasing PR and Mm -hmm. just getting out there more. And some of that is limited because I have this other job, (laughs) right? I have a practice that I run with several therapists and I am in charge of a lot of people and a lot of people's mental health there. And I still am seeing clients as well. So um, time, I'm also a mama. So um, I have two boys and have like karate practices and school and all the lot on your plate. Yeah. Yeah. So time is, is a big one. I think, um, so that is a big one really finding like fine tuning the marketing piece for this online world. Um, right. Whereas like, I didn't even have an Instagram account until I started this membership program. Cause I'm never okay. going to be on Instagram checking it out. Like I don't, that's right. not my thing. And yeah. so it's been a pretty steep learning curve with that and getting kind of that engagement. Um, and then again, that piece of um, the financial abuse piece is making it really difficult. And I have this aware, you know, I know this cause I've been doing this in my for years. Um, mm-hmm. practice for over a decade. So I do know right. that. And it's like putting that into practice of like, I know how important this, like the community piece is. And so I really want to make it work. Right. I really want this to happen because I see how like the healing process is so accelerated when you have the community piece in in there. A hundred percent. I believe that too. So lots of there, again, lots of challenges and, um, there are solutions. Absolutely. Sure of it. Yeah. I'm sure of it. And like I said earlier, you're never alone. There's people on our interviews in the same boat as you all the time, but with a total different, um, obviously business and stuff like that. But the challenge is they don't stop. They always come along, you know, but there's ways about going and getting through them and, um, making it all work the way that you desire. And, you know, so absolutely not alone in that, but, um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, this is all amazing. And thank you so much again, Sybil, for jumping on and taking the time out of your day. I know how busy you are. Um, But if anyone listening wanted to, you know, connect with you, maybe download your podcast, what would be the best way um, to go about uh, reaching out to you? Yeah. So probably the best way is through my website, which is www.risingbeyondpc.com. And so on there, there's going to be links to all the things, um, podcast and, um, the membership and the different levels of membership, and then reaching out to me directly. Um, because that's still, 
can be feel better for someone in this right. specific population is just info at risingbeyondpc.com, which again, you can get through that website. And then, yeah, just looking up the Rising Beyond community or the Rising Beyond podcast on any of your favorite listening devices. I love it. I actually downloaded it today as well. Um, it's great. So everyone download it. If you are wanting to connect with that community, it's amazing. So thank you again, Sybil, for jumping on. Appreciate your valuable insights. And I love what you're doing. And group, if you're listening and enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on the show to get interviewed just like today, please go to podcastrebels.com. We would love to interview you as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks again, Sybil. Catch you on the next episode, everybody. Bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.